Welcome back to the 1720 Podcast. My name is Peyton. Um, as you can see or hear, I am alone in the studio again today, uh, absent a co-host. He is in Ireland. Um, pretty jealous about that, but I'm excited to hear some of the stories and uh, some of the experiences. It's that's that's definitely always been a place um, I've I've wanted to go. I think Ireland, Scotland, all all that good stuff. I've I've spent a lot of time in mainland Europe. Uh, Scandinavia is my favorite part of the entire world thus far. Um, I'm talking like Iceland, Norway, Finland in particular. I have some good friends there that I've spent the last three or four years um, getting to experience. So yeah, Scotland and Ireland has definitely got to be on the list of uh, places I visit sometime soon. So I'm excited to hear some of his experiences and, and, uh, we'll, we'll get some of that next week, I feel. Uh, so anyway, but today I am alone. I'm going to be talking about something, um, that is, I've had some time to, to dwell on and to, to really, um, figure out how to implement it into my life. Um, and it's, it's been a, it's been a good learning process and it's, it's been some time since I've kind of had one of these revelations in my life where, you know, you you don't have too many things in your life where you, you really say, okay, on a fundamental level, I realize that this area or this walk or this path that I'm going down in my life is, is not how I want it to go down. And, and you see a path out of that through, in my case, someone else's actions or, um, you know, an experience or something like that. And I think, God uses uh, those things if you're if you're open and if you're perceptive to to teach us and to to help guide us back onto, um, you know, the path, uh, the the straight and narrow. And I and what's really cool is in my in my experience, um, you know, when we read the Old Testament, we read um, these biblical narratives of of people who physically hear from God or um, you know, in in certain people's cases, they are physically um, affected by God, um, the presence of God and, and, uh, in ways that make them become dependent or, you know, people who, who, who think they're independent, um, uh, needing, needing to, uh, turn to God because of these events. And I think that's a lot of our stories, even if, if we don't really fully comprehend it. Um, I think a lot of us naturally stray towards independence uh, our society certainly tells us that independence is something to strive for. Uh, in a lot of people's cases, it's, it's everything. And it it was, it was for me for, for a long time until I read a book called, uh, seven habits of highly effective people. And the only, it's a great book by the way, but the main thing that stood out in that book to me, um, was this part that was talking about codependence, independence, and dependence. Uh, it's basically the spectrum rather it'd be dependence, codependence, independence, if we're talking, uh, you know, a, a transitional, um, spectrum. So basically a lot of people have this idea that independence is, uh, you know, the ultimate goal that, um, in life we should be striving to take care of ourselves, to not need anyone else, to not need anything else to fulfill certain things, um, and that's, that's the ultimate, uh, frontier. That's, that's where we're aiming for. Uh, but really this book gone into why actually codependence is much more healthy of a lifestyle. And I think that's, that's kind of how God 
tries to keep us in line and showing us that, yes, you, you need independence to be codependent. So if you are dependent on someone or something for happiness, whatever it may be, you need to move to independence first, but that is not the ultimate goal. It's codependence. So it was really cool. That's not what I'm going to talk about today, but uh, it definitely plays into it in a role. So um, it's going to be a shorter one, but I'm going to start with this, uh, the story that kind of brought this revelation, um, to me. So about probably about six or seven months ago, I was driving in my truck, um, going to work and I've, I've always been a very routine person. So I have things that I know, um, I, I, a lifestyle habits, things like that, that I know foster and cultivate a, uh, life of success and of, um, standing out from the ordinary, taking the path of least resistance, I like to say, or greatest resistance rather that I like to say, um, how can I challenge myself in life? And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm doing these things and I'm getting so involved and it's mainly in the morning that this routine takes place where I get up two hours early, go for a walk, about a 30 minute walk every morning, no matter what the weather is. Um, and I come back home, make my breakfast every single morning, uh, pack my lunch, all that good stuff. And then I have about 30 minutes before I, I get on my conference call to uh, sit down and do some journaling, do some meditating, pray, do all that good stuff. So about six or seven months ago, I was really in this phase where I was doing that incredibly regularly and very disciplined. Uh, and it was it was good by, by all means. I was fostering a, a very independent lifestyle. Um, and so I get in my truck and I'm driving to go uh, check some jobs. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a project manager for a roofing company. So, uh, I I'm getting, going to check some jobs and I'm driving through, uh, Denver, which is where I live. And so I pull up to this stoplight. Um, and there's this guy who's kind of, uh, already at the stoplight in the other lane. And he's kind of, you know, flailing out the window, like moving his arms, like doing something. I can't really tell what he's doing. So light turns green, we start going. I hadn't caught up to him yet. So he pulls off and he's going really, really slow. It's about a 45 mile an hour. He's probably going 20 miles an hour. So I quickly catch up to him. And as I get right to about pass him, um, he waves me down out the window and he's, you know, getting me and it's a summer day. I got my windows down and I'm like looking at him. I'm like, you know, can I help you? Like what's going on here? And he holds out of the window a, uh, a, it looks like a toy gun. Um, and I'm just kind of, I'm, I don't know really what's going on. I definitely know it's some sort of toy gun, but this guy is pointing, you know, a gun, like a, a something shaped like a gun out the window at me. And he's, it looks like he's having trouble with something. I can't really figure out what's going on. And I'm just kind of like, my first instinct is I literally, I say out the window, I'm like, you know, what are, what the hell are you doing? What are you, what's going on here? Um, immediately cynical, immediately, you know, like, what is this guy doing? Um, assuming the worst. And uh, all of a sudden, he gets whatever he's holding to work. It was, you know, like I said, um, we're both match speed going about 20 miles an hour. This guy's holding the toy gun out the window and all of a sudden it starts just spewing bubbles. It's a little bubble gun. And I was just in that moment, um, 
I didn't know what to do, you know, because I had built this image in my mind up that this guy was, you know, just trying to mess with me or just delusional or like crazy. And I just, I had chalked it up in the 10, 15 seconds that this event was happening to start to just really like feel malice towards this guy for what he was doing. And in that split second, my perspective was completely shifted to laughter, to joy, to this man bringing and doing something uh, with his time that was giving me joy and that was making me smile. And it was just, it was a really powerful moment because in that moment, I felt happiness, I felt joy because of what the guy was doing, but also I felt a very, very deep guilt. Um, and I couldn't really explain where it came from other than God. Um, and I've, I've always been someone who is exceptionally hard on myself. Um, I don't give myself a lot of grace where I definitely should. And this was the, one of those moments for me where I, I, I felt incredibly guilty for assuming the worst of this man and thinking that what he was doing in this joyful, playful thing in the world that he was just doing was was somehow you know wrong or it was weird or he was crazy and instead of and the really the thing that made me feel guilty was not not that I felt those emotions but that that was my first instinct that my first instinct was to instead of trying to figure out what this guy is doing and assume the best in him I assumed the worst and Long, long story short, you know, I, I spent the next seven, you know, up till present day deciding that I was, that I was, I was not going to live that way anymore. I wasn't going to live in a way where I assume the worst in people before I'm proven otherwise. Um, so thus started a cycle where I began, um, assuming the best until I'm proven otherwise. And it's, it's really changed my life. And every once in a while I'll get cut off in traffic or, uh, something, something will happen to me where, um, my immediate reaction is to just be livid. It's to be like pissed at my fellow man and my brother and my neighbor. And I remember, I remember the bubble guy. That's, that's my, that's my thing in my head is to be more like the bubble guy. And, you know, at first, um, after that experience, it translated into what can I do random acts of kindness and joy like that guy was doing? You know, how can I spend my time instead of getting so entrapped in this cycle of things I have to do during the day and, and rather spend my time productively and um, prosperously spreading love and kindness in whatever way I can. So that was that was about how a few months after that event looked. I still do that, <laughs> but it's evolved. It's evolved more into a paradigm shift where now it's, um, you know, how can I just, in 1720, we talk a lot about this, uh, this competency model. And basically, um, you're moving in a very rudimentary sense from, um, being very terrible, neglecting the fact that you even have the ability to change certain aspects of your life to the other end of the spectrum being, um, you're, you're subconsciously, uh, you're, you're unconsciously competent at doing these tasks, which means you, you do them without even having to put in any effort. It's, it's, you know, picturing riding a bike where when you first learn to ride a bike, you have to focus on every motion, every, uh, 
act, every, every pedal, just to keep yourself from falling over, you know, to present day where, you know, if you're like me, you can ride, you know, for seemingly forever, no handlebars and text and, you know, change and just do crazy things on a bike because it's just uncon you're unconsciously competent at it. And, and that's really where I've seen myself come on this spectrum is, is getting to a place where I assume the best in people now. I, I don't, I no longer am pessimistic of people. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you should. Tustin and I spent a good amount of time talking about what it means to just love people and to love people without reciprocity. Um, and, and that's kind of, that's kind of all tied into this. Uh, where, you know, when you're not so worried about how everyone else on the face of the earth is trying to screw you over or, um, you know, harm you or take something from you and you can just let go and just pour into other people and, and figure out what, what do I have to learn from this person? Um, it's a, it's a really amazing thing. And, and that's, that's what the bubble guy taught me. So, um, a, a silly, you know, little name, but a very, in my, in my opinion, impactful, uh, lesson and, and parable to be had there. Um, because, uh, we could all benefit from dropping our cynicism and, and learning to just love people and, and assume the best in people until they give you a reason not to. Um, and I think if we all acted like that every single day, that this world would be a pretty awesome place. And I, I firmly believe that's, that's what Jesus was trying to do, uh, to get us to, to look at our, our, you know, when the, 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 the story in the Bible that talks about the man who came to Jesus and asked, um, you know, what are, what is the most important commandment? And he, he kind of just cut through all the BS and, and came straight to God. And he's like, I, I know you say all these things, but what's the most important commandment? And Jesus looked at him and he said, you know, in, in summary, have no other gods before me, before God and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and, and that's it. You know, none of the other commandments made that list except loving God and loving your, your fellow man. And I think, um, you know, Dustin and I talk about this, that they're in or they're in that order for a reason, because you have to love God first before you can really love other people in that way, because God is the only source in the universe that shows us what it's like to love without reciprocity, to give to another person, um, in this case, God giving to us, knowing that we will screw up time and time and time again, we'll falter on promises, we'll falter on commitments and, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the equation of love. So we first need to experience that to understand how to then flow that into other people. Um, and, and those two things together are, are, are what God said is the most important commandments. Um, and, and that's, that's really, it's really powerful to me. So, um, anyway, short little episode today. I just wanted to, uh, share that experience and get that out in the world because, I think a lot of people can benefit from that. And I think a lot of us need reminding, um, especially me, you know, it's cause I all too often forget how powerful that moment was for me, uh, that, uh, the goal in life is not to hate everyone and, and to get ours and, and, you know, step on everyone. It's, it's quite the opposite, um, to, to take what is so powerfully given to us 
and, and to flow it into other people and let God continue to give us more and more responsibility. Um, and instead of hoarding it all for ourselves, just keep flowing it out into the world and, and, uh, just, just build a kingdom out of, of love and, um, awareness of the fact that everyone's broken and everyone's hurting. Uh, and, and what, what can we do to kind of just, you know, buckle up with our fellow passenger and, and, and hunker down instead of trying to just step on everyone to get to the top. So anyway, um, if you enjoyed this, if you got something out of it, uh, we really appreciate if you would give us a follow, um, subscribe on whatever, um, platform you're listening on that it helps us move up in the charts. Um, and, and share this episode with a friend, you know, it's, it's a short little episode today. Um, almost anyone has time to make it. And, and that really, you know, word of mouth, um, studies show that that's you're, you're, you're almost, uh, you know, you're, you're incredibly more likely to listen to something or to do something or engage with someone if it's a referral. Um, and so, so that would, that would be really, really awesome if you could do that. Other than that, um, I look forward to, uh, being back with Dustin in the studio next week, and uh, we will catch you guys later. Thanks. Bye.